Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. My name is Matt Weston, and tonight I'm joined by my good friend Taylor, the steward to my Billy Loomis. What? What is that? You know what that is? I don't know what that is. The steward. Why are you so much more intelligent than me? What is that? It's from Scream 1. Oh. Uh, Stuart is Matthew Lillard. Okay. And Billy Loomis is the boyfriend. And they're like, he's the boyfriend who like fakes, fake stabs himself. Wait, wait, wait. Are you calling me Matthew Lillard? Yeah, I'm calling Why Matthew are you calling Lillard? me Matthew Lillard? Because you got a compliment on the internet. What does that even mean? They said that they reminded you of Matthew Lillard. <laughs> um, whenever you say that name, all I picture is that guy who, who's from She's All That. Yeah. Who played the guy from Real World. And he was such a douche. I never bag. saw she's all that. Okay, what are you talking about? But Lily's that's like the, one of the that's like one of the pinnacle films. Uh, Scream One's in the pinnacle films. Okay, Scream One is a pinnacle so film. Good. Okay, uh, I'll give you that. But for the, sure. the guy who played Billy Loomis though, um, Naomi Campbell's boyfriend. Guess how old he is? How old is he? He's forty nine. That doesn't seem that old. I don't know. It seems really old. But I guess like he was 29 when he played that role as a as a high school kid in that movie. But that's what I'm saying. Because like he was born in 70. That movie came out in 99. For God's sakes, you're almost 30. Gross. Yeah, I'm 20 something, dude. Dude, I need to like get a new friend. I need to trade you in Uh, for something younger. I'm sad I don't have any 30 year old friends yet, though. It's gonna happen soon. What do you mean you're sad you don't have any 30 year old friends? I was. Is that what you go and look for? No, like I was wanted to be. You know, like 25, like one friend is like 34, you know? Never happened. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I, I feel like... I h- always hung out with the older kids, Taylor. You understand? You not, never hung out with the older kids. You're not intellectually mature like I am. You hung out with the younger kids. How young are we talking? <laughs> hey, don't be, don't be spilling my dirty laundry on the show. Uh, but yeah, it's time to get spooky, though. It's like 60 degrees. I went for a run. Just cranked it out, dude. Seven and a half miles. It's not hot, so you can run forever. That's not spooky, though. Well, like the light's getting a little... It's a little more golden. The sun's not as bright. It's getting darker. What does dark that even mean? O'clock. It's getting a little more golden, but the sun is not as bright. It's dimmer, so it's like more of a, a bronze light. A, it's not as yellow. It's more bronze. I don't know what... You and your colors. How do we always go back to you just describing different colors of the rainbow in the sky? I, I really think this happened just from living in the desert and just riding and be like, oh, I guess I'm going to ride about the desert. And yet you're not a painter. No, I, I feel like paint. you should be a painter. I can't do it. I'm so bad at Why aren't you stuff. Pam Beasley? You should just be having your own little art studio. No. That's what you should have in your garage. No, I, it has great lighting. I do want to I would like to write a book about the existentialism of the office. Okay. It is All right. I, every time I watch an episode I'm like this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. What is why? No, it's, it's not. Devi- God, it's just no, so it's, brutal. No, it's not. Oh, it's devastating. This is why can't we have nice things and just enjoy the nice things? I, I can't watch it. I can't do it. Whatever. Um but yeah, it's getting weird. It's getting weird out there. But I want to say, you know, like somebody will ask you, like, so what scary movies do you like to watch this time of year? What's your favorite one? I think I finally figured it out. So you hear my top three? Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you got for a top three? So then? one's The Shining. Okay. It's just it's uh, classic. It's just the it's the bathroom scene, and like Jack Nicholson's so good in it. I still have never seen that movie. Okay. I just, I, I really haven't. That's not even me trying to BS it. or anything. I'm always down watching. It's awesome. And I also, it's one of those movies you like, I like every time more whenever I watch it. And then number two is uh, Hereditary. Number three, Scream 1. 
And then, I mean, for every Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you can't. It's not the right time of year. It's like turn all the air conditioning off to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not really a Halloween film for no, us. Isn't it movie. weird that so I would hot. consider it not a Halloween movie because of where the setting is yeah. and where it just looks like on screen just it's so doesn't hot. have the Halloween feel to it. Yeah. All right. Like nobody's wearing any clothes. They're all sweating. It's just it's such a hot movie. So on the classic list now. Yeah, give me your top three. So I'm going to put it in the category now. Because Chapter the one. newest one, uh, both. Now I'm going to put two because we have to watch two. The lady has been avoiding it, and the only way I can convince her is to watch it on Halloween night. So that's what we're doing. You, you know? give out candy? No, no kids come to our neighborhood. Um, we put up decorations I'm gonna last year. I'm going to be out of town if you want to come over here and watch it. You know what? I'll actually try. She may be down. But we put up decorations last year, and our neighborhood goes, hey, you should really take those down. You don't really get kids... And we just looked at them like, "Go the <laughs> hell? What the hell is the matter We're with you? We're trying to get in the mood here. Yeah, and they just spit on that. But either way, all right. You should so, walk your cat more often. They'll right. like you more in your neighborhood. Yeah, they hate us. I I hate them. They're old. But I would put it, one and two, same thing, hereditary. But you're weird. You got to put a classic. Hocus Pocus, man. I never, I've never seen it. Okay. All but right. Scream 1's my classic, though. That's the classic. But the Hocus Pocus is more of a classic than Scream. I'm, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a Disney Channel boy. That's, that's, I wasn't that breastfed until I was 11 years old. Yeah, but I was 12. Yeah. So it's okay. I know, but that's why I don't, that's why I don't know anything at all about it. Yeah, but that's What's-Her-Face from Sex and the City, and she looks so good as the witch in that movie. Yeah, so good. I think I talked about this last year on Halloween. Maybe so. I think I did. Time's a flat circle. Oh, my Lord. Way well, too quick. It's like if you take every instant and you fall on top of itself, you just sit back in the same place. Okay. So moving on. Yeah. Oh, I'm reading a book about <laughs> All right. I'm well, happy I have for you. True Detective Season 2 if you want it. I, I don't want that. I'll burn that. <laughs> I bought Season 1. Were you using that as like a giveaway prize? I'm going to. <laughs> I bought Season 1 and I only opened them. I saw Season 2 and I almost threw something through the window. And But they were both in there. I got got both of them. I feel like season two shouldn't exist. I just love Chad. It's the funniest thing ever. When he no. grabs his face. No, season <laughs> no season two is terrible. All right. So the, the Chiefs and Broncos are on right now. And we're going to play a quick game. This is a fun game to play. Like if you're at a party this time of the month or you're at the office. So John Elway has been the general manager of the Broncos. Pam Manning retired in 2015. Since 2016... The Broncos have used 11 different quarterbacks. So oh, my God. Can you name all 11? No. I have Osweiler. I have Sutton. No, not Sutton. Who's starts with an S? God. Hold on. All right. We'll skip that one. I have Osweiler. I have Case Keenum. I have... It's actually only five. Well, yeah. I mean only five. Yeah, so you have Osweiler, Keenum... Well, what's the it starts with an S? Simeon. Simeon. Yeah, that's who it is. Um. So wait, two more then, right? Yeah. Two more than Flacco. Flacco. Is, okay, that counts. And then one more. I can't remember who. It starts with an L, right? Short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got. And the Cowboys wanted to draft him, but because the Broncos drafted him, they drafted Dak Prescott. Is it long? No, it's Paxton Lynch. Oh, it's Lynch. God, I knew it was four letters though. I thought. I would have thought that uh, that one guy from Ole Miss would throw a pass for him, but I guess he got arrested before then. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> Do you think that he's just going to pick up somebody new next year? And by the way, I actually talked about this with a coworker. What if he picks up Cam Newton? 
Do you think he would do it? I think Dalton's a possibility. I think Cam's a possibility. Do you think he would pick like Dalton over Cam though? Anything's a possibility over there. I mean, they also Is drafted he has Locke red in hair? the second round last year. And I bet he starts Locke in like week 10 and he's bad and he gets scared and then he trades for somebody else and it never ends. Um, yeah, the best quarterback by, cycle. Cor- by quarterback rating, Joe Flacco, 87.4, Keenum, 81.2, uh, name redacted, 72.6. Also, shouts out for name redacted for making that money and ruining my life for one year. Um, that year, I was like, if Matt Moore was the quarterback, we'd be in the Super Bowl right now. Instead, I had to watch him just sling garbage all over the field. I I feel like you have a lot of personal issues going on, and you want me to kind of be here to massage your back and say, hey, it's okay. It's not okay. But it's not okay. It's not okay. I, I feel like you bring a lot of these problems on yourself, so I feel like you deserve most of them. But that's just me. Yeah. I mean, that could just be an opinion, I'm right? not going to argue against it. <laughs> right. Maybe I should pay somebody instead of use the podcast as, as a therapy. No, definitely continue to use the podcast as a therapy. I'm sure our listeners love to help you well, out. Well, and this is what happens too. Like it keeps going farther and farther downhill and then we hit the new year and then it picks up and they get really bored and it, it goes down and it gets better and it gets good. What? And then this is about the time of year things starts to fall apart though. Okay. Like mm. I could draw out my entire life over the course of the year and it never changes. It's the same every time. You're like the most depressing individual I, I've, I've I have just, ever met. What is the matter with you? I I'm just wanted just to child. have a good time talking about <laughs> football, and you're talking about a roller coaster where you're about to hit the downslope. Well, you brought it up. <laughs> I didn't bring up the downslope. I mean, the, again, the problem is I'm a child, and my like, I'm such a baby where my my but you're our baby. My well being is so tied to the seasons, and it's very stupid. It's like, it's. I, You know what, though? Is it just because you've been so wrong about the Texans that that's why you're feeling this way? It's more of like a feeling of regret. I'm just confused Like, is that what it is? Like, your body doesn't know what to do? No, it's just... Here's the thing about the Texans. So, they beat the Chiefs last week, and the numbers from that game are ridiculous because they ran, I think, 41 more plays than the Chiefs. They had six drives over 10 yards. They held the ball for 22 more minutes. The Chiefs had three possessions in the second half, 67 yards touchdown, Three plays punt, three plays punt. And that was the only time they had the ball for that entire second half of that game. Um, and so they had two great, you know, back-to-back game plans. Like the, what they did against the Falcons, these four and Hopkins together to open each other up was awesome. What they did against the Chiefs last week was awesome. The way they attacked their linebackers with play action, short passes. The way they single out Tyron Matthew in coverage. And so it's like maybe O'Brien has learned something. I was going to say, are you, wait, wait, are you giving credit right now to Bill uh, O'Brien? 100%, yeah. Are you saying that he had a game plan and it back worked? Back to back weeks, he's done a great job. Oh, back to back weeks, he's done a very good job. I don't know what you're talking about over there. It's almost sounding like you are in support of your GM slash coach. I'm getting there. I need to see one more <laughs> week though. Like if they beat, so the this Colts, week would show you something. Yeah. They beat the Colts by 10 points. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Uh, all right, I guess. I get it. I guess this is happening. I guess the Texans could maybe go to the Super Bowl this year. By the way, I, I see you changed your shirt for this week as well. Yeah, you are like you it? trying to bring... What, what are you doing right now? I feel like you're kind of a poser. You want to see the back? Uh, oh, I actually do want to see the What's back What does it say? It's, oh, you are wearing a Larry Tunsil shirt right Laramie. now. Laramie. Yeah, no, a Larry. He's Laramie Tunsil. Is it Laramie? Yeah, he's, it's Laramie. I thought it was Larry. Nah, it's Laramie. Well, now you're just making up names. It's Laramie Tunsil. I feel like you're calling me something right now. I mean, he's the best left tackle in the league. I'll agree with that. Yeah. My Iron Man is just broken. Yeah. I feel like he needs to put in another metal piece somewhere. 
Yeah, the funny thing too, like I guess we I want to talk about the AFC South real fast because yeah, no, the Texans going. by trading two first round picks for Tensel have set the market for trades for star players. And I guess the Bears even did the year before by trading two first round picks for Mac. But we just saw the Rams trade two first round picks for Ramsey. Well, wait, they overpaid. Come on, you got to believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you're saying yeah, they yeah, set yeah. the market, but I'm I don't think saying, I'm saying like this is what they're. I guess what the going rate's going to be for guys like this now is just two first round picks. Yeah, but I'll I'll put it to you this way too because I feel like you're going to get more out of Laramie Tunsil than you are going to get out of Jalen Ramsey. Oh, for sure. Then that's and by the way, not only just the two first, but also the fourth. Yeah, is that in the same year as one of the first? It's the twenty one draft. Okay. Either way, I just. Way overpaid. Well, granted, granted, he's either top two or the best corner in the league, depending on how you feel about Stephon Gilmore. It's just... Gilmore's been better than him this year. Yes, that's what I mean. I mean, it all depends on... Even though your boy Hopkins, he would still give it to Ramsey because he still says that Ramsey's the only guy that follows him. Ramsey... I mean, Ramsey locked Hopkins down week two this year. That's... Hey, you got to give the credit. Um, But... a pain in the butt guy who truly has always talked, and by the way, he's even said his own quarterback sucks. I just, I don't know, man. I would not have spent two firsts and a fourth. A first, okay. A first and a fourth, okay. Two of them, no. Well, and the problem that I see with this trade is so with Houston. I mean, even the Tensile trade, it's not what changes the offensive line dramatically. It's the fact that the ball is getting out quicker. It's the fact that they have competent guard play. It's the fact that they're sitting with five guys over and over again. Because it takes more than one player to make the offensive line better. What makes Tensile really good, though, is just they can run play action, and Watson doesn't even have to look in that direction, and he can hold the ball for seven seconds, you know? And they've done a very good job of like, winning their one-versus-one balance. But what I want to see about the Ramsey trade for the Rams, which I love, by the way. Uh, I knew you would. It's so funny. But it's that... That's not the problem. The problem with that team isn't Marcus Peters. And Ramsey's not going to dramatically improve this team in that fact. Right? They're like they have the twelfth best defense in football this year. The problem is that Goff has to be better than everything's wide open. Daddy tells me what to do with the line of scrimmage because we don't have the best run game in, in the world at all anymore. And now we're not able to fill in the gaps between it. And so you also are giving away two first round picks for an older roster. What do you knew about Whitworth? What do you knew about your entire interior? What do you knew about Eric Weddle? What do you do about Clay Matthews? Um, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, there's just too many holes in the roster Looking moving forward. It's also an expensive roster. They're going to pay Ramsey. They already paid Goff. They're paying Aaron Donald. They're going to they're pay Littleton. They paid Cooks. And I just don't know how they're going to bridge that gap with, with you know, cost-effective talent. So they're all in on a 500 team this year, it looks like. And they also went all in to fix a problem that really wasn't even that big of a problem either. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think they overpaid for him, but I still think it was a gigantic problem. Dude, Marcus Peters was boomer bust, meaning yeah, that if yeah. he doesn't get the pick for you, guess what? It's a touchdown each and every single time. And I think they're it looking at it. I think they're looking at more as also a Tlaib replacement, too, because Tlaib's 32. He's been hurt at times this year, also. Yeah, and by the way, isn't he still out? I think so. Because I, 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 what I've been hearing week. is that even though they got Ramsey now, all they've been saying is. They're just going to look at the other side of the field. Well, it sleeps good when he's out there. But, he but was, I don't think he's out there He right played now. last week. Did he? Yeah. And like Garoppolo, I don't made, remember. Garoppolo made one hard throw that entire game. Well, all I know is San Francisco is playing us all. Because, again, I believed in this team, like I said, after that Cleveland win has showed me. But they're manhandling teams, and it's getting really mean out there, man. It's their front seven. It's getting mean out there, dude. Yeah, they're front I don't know what's going on, but... 
who the hell is going to beat them right now? And that's just because as long as Jimmy G is not going to turn the ball over and do anything stupid, same thing with their running game, that defense well, is Well, that's the nuts. question, though. It's like, what are they going to do when they go down by 10? I, I don't think Garoppolo can do it. He hasn't. You th- don't think Jimmy G has make, it in him? He's making the most open throws I've ever seen. Like, he makes one hard throw a game. It's he, like, I'll yeah. watch him and I'll write down, Garoppolo makes his first good throw. It's like 12 minutes left in the third quarter. And everything's just so open for him. I just, um, man. Anyway, the biggest thing that happens, they had a bunch of first-round picks, and they're all really good. And Thomas and Armstead both are really good this year. Like we talked about in the pre in the preseason, one of these guys needs to break out, and both of them have been very good, and they're both interior rushers. And, uh, yeah, their front seven's absurd. Like, Bosa's better than his brother already. D Ford's been very good <laughs> on the outside. I'm telling him you said that. Yeah. Yeah, I tell Joey. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Um, the other thing that happened in the AFC... Oh, and I guess the last probably trade for the Jaguars. They get two first-round picks. They're probably going to trade Nick Foles this offseason. They have to eat the dead money, but they can probably get a fourth-round pick for Foles or something. And then Chris Herndon's been good. Do you think Elway's just like licking his lips I right so. now? <laughs> Do you think that he's just sitting back going... I can't wait yeah. that this is just his dream. But do you really think that they would trade Foles? Yeah, I think so. Matt, this is the... Because they want to pay Minch like $600,000. Granted, I will say this is where I still believe in the Houston Texans to win this division. But isn't this Nick Foles' time? Where no, it's like going to be 12, week... That's week what I mean. Is. Isn't he supposed to come back week 11, week 12? Well, and if Minshew has put the madness into place where... He's going to start losing a game or two here, and now he's going to look like he's struggling. It'll be the perfect if time for Jesus himself. If 12, I can see it. Because, I mean, they're 2-4 and four, the play Cincinnati this week. it's perfect time. It's what he does. Matt, he plans this every year. How is this possible? How is this possible? <laughs> I had some tweet that was never – he was injured on the sideline against that Titans game, and he's like with the glass saw on his arm and his shoulder, and I was like – Big Minshew tears his ACL in week 14, takes the Jags to the Super Bowl energy right here. Oh, my God. Because that's, that's what happens with him. Uh, but, I mean, I, going back to the trade for the Jags, too, like, if they trade Foles, they want to pay Minshew $600,000. The most valuable asset in football is the quarterback on a rookie contract. Also, Chris Herndon's played pretty well on the other side. Their biggest problem their pass coverage is they don't have a free safety who can cover the deep middle. Like, Ronnie Harrison's, like, uh, he's like a seventh guy in the box. He's, been, he's had some struggles whenever he's the last guy deep back there. And now you have four first-round picks in the next two years. Um, they do have a good core. They have good young players as well, too. And I really think the most disappointing thing about that team is how bad Andrew Norwell's been. Like he's, It's unbelievable how bad he is in Jacksonville. He's so slow. Do you, are you, so are you a believer in Jacksonville at all? I mean, even with I what they're the doing? Too tough. I was a believer in them, and then everything bad happened the first four weeks. I'm like... Yeah, they're just kind of screwed. So then who um, are you picking now in this division, Matthew? I mean, after the Texans beat the Colts, it's Okay, the okay, so are you saying this is your winner here? Yeah. Oh, you think this week, yeah. you making fun of me for even last week saying that, oh, Taylor, this game shouldn't mean anything because it's too early. You think this game decides the division winner? No, uh, no, because I don't think it does, but I think Houston's going to win the division. Oh. Yeah. Because I think they're going to beat the Colts by 10 points or so. Oh, I think they're going to win by 10. Um, I'm going to say that right now. Spoiler alert. But yeah, I think it's a great trade for the Jags. I think it's a confusing trade for the Rams. And the last thing about the AFC South, because like William Faulkner always says. It's just desperate. You can just smell the desperate. (laughs) That's what I think it is. It's just. Please, please. Yeah, it's, hey, I got prettier. Look, take take me back. I'm good. Look at me. I I I got a new TV. Yeah. Uh, I got a puppy. I got. 
I, I don't understand the Rams thinking because they are giving up everything. They are winning now. If they don't win now, they are screwed. And their quarterback's just not good enough. That's the problem. The run game's he's not making Well, the running game's not healthy enough. Well, the interior blocking's been bad, and he's not making the difference that they lost in the run game this year, which he had to do and he hasn't done it. Um, but like I was saying about William Faulkner, to understand the NFL, like he always says, to understand the NFL, you first have to understand the AFC South. So the other big news that happened in the AFC South was that Marcus Mariota's bench with Ryan Tannehill. As we go over some numbers real fast. Please do. So they lost 0-16 in Denver. Uh, Mariota threw an interception that led to a Denver touchdown. Uh, Denver, aside from that, like Flacco made one 40-yard throw, and he didn't do anything else after that. Uh, Mariota was 7-18 for 18 for 63 yards. He was sacked three times. His longest pass was 17 yards. He was, on throws over 10 yards, he was 1-7 for seven with for 17 yards and two interceptions. The Titans are 29th in DVOA, 28th in points per game. And the biggest problem this has for them is that it bleeds into their run game. So Derrick Henry's averaging 0.8 yards before contact. It is. He Point. is just not looking good. But the problem is, Deion there's Lewis no, hasn't looked better. There's no blocking at all for him. And the reason why is that on 38, 38.5% of his runs, there's A-plus defenders in the box. That's third in football. <laughs> So they can't throw the ball out of out of two. Sa- they can't throw the ball out of one safety deep, and they're just stuck in this box. So Tannehill last week was thirteen of sixteen for one hundred forty four yards. He was sacked four times. He threw interception in the end zone, but like he throws the ball downfield. He throws the ball. That's, like, all, that's they all they want. That's all they need. They just yeah. need somebody to throw the ball downfield. Just throw it for and us. Put two safeties back there, and like you can't block everybody for them. Um, another really funny thing about watching the times in offense too. Is you're sitting there, you're like, oh yeah, they have Corey Davis. He's a top ten pick. Oh yeah, they have AJ Brown. Oh, there's Delaney Walker, a top ten tight end. By the way, and you think oh, they're all oh, they so bad? Oh, they have Deion bad. Lewis too. Oh, and they they gave Adam Humphreys nine million years. Yeah. Oh yeah, they have these guys. Oh, but they just don't you use forget them. all yeah. of them because it just like you're saying these are weapons for any other team, even for my crappy quarterback. It's just you would he would be able to use these guys anybody, but can. yet they haven't. Man, I haven't heard these names all year, and yet whenever you're mentioning these guys, I'm like, wasn't he supposed to be good? Wasn't well, Humphrey supposed to break out? <laughs> wasn't this supposed to happen? Yeah. Like, it's just none like, of Humphrey's it has transpired. Humphrey's perfect in Tennessee, too. It's like, Mario loves throwing short middle throws. There's your slot guy. Run play action, throw him in. They, they try to give him, him really. everything he could possibly need to at least make something happen, and all they are begging him to do, just throw it downfield. Just throw it more than 10 yards. It's okay. Yeah. And then when he doesn't. He's one for seven. Why? <laughs> just... Just do it. Yeah. But Tannehill just is going to keep throwing it. I, You know what? I'm happy for Tannehill. I, I think Tannehill look, kind of hey, deserves his shot here. Hey, he looks great in a pair of blue jeans, and that's what matters in Tennessee. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is that... Is, he really, you, he does really, he have a jean commercial? He really fills out a pair of blue jeans. Nice. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm just saying that because the Titans have these jerseys where they wear light blue pants. Where they fill it up? No, it just it looks like they're wearing blue jeans on the field. It's hilarious because they play in Nashville. Uh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> They have a top 10 defense, too, and their defense is fun because they have no pass rush, so it's all just run-stopping. Like, Rashawn Evans is a missile. He's so much fun to watch tackle. They cover really well, and they tackle well, and they get zero pass rush, but they make it work out. And uh, Dean Pease, like makes some really well-timed blitzes, too, that fills in the gaps there. But, yeah, they don't really have any edge rush. Like, uh, Harold Landry, not very much pass rush at all, but he's a great like screen recognizer and tackler. I didn't like the Cameron Wake signing whenever we talked about earlier this summer, like I wrote about. 
because I felt that was a very important position. He's 37 years old. And you shouldn't hide that important position to a 37-year-old man. 37's the new 27. But he's already hurt, and so that's kind of the <laughs> issue there, too. But yeah, like Tennessee's defense is good. Uh, their guard play has been disastrous, too, though. Like, Roger Southfield's been really bad. Nate Davis is really bad. But this Kevin team Pampa doesn't really believe bad. in their core. Like, they just don't believe it's in a their... spark. Yeah, exactly. And I'll put it to you this way. I feel like Tennessee... Are they playing this week? Yeah. Yeah, who are they playing? The Chargers. Okay, they're Loser easily going to win. town match. Oh, my, please. At least have somebody leave. Phillip Rivers. Oof. Thank God we're not getting into that because he is just not looking good. Yeah. I don't think that entire team looks good. That phony the team. The pass blocking so bad, too, It's Everything just looks and, awful. And, like, with Pouncey out. Like Blow it up. Their entire interior is dead with Pouncey out. And, like, Melvin Ingram has been bad this year. Oh. He hasn't done much of anything. Just get rid of it. Yeah, I'm glad. I feel like Tennessee's going to destroy I'm that team. I'm glad we hated them all summer. I'm glad. Oh, yeah, yeah, We haven't been talking about them. Thank yeah. God. This is what they get, though. Like, it you is. Only, sometimes you only get one chance at something, and there is your chance. And they blew it, and we said they, they even, blew it. They, they didn't they take cra- They crapped the bed, and they laid there in it for like a week, is what they did. Okay. I don't know why we have to get to something so gross. It's spooky season, dude. That's not spooky. That's gross. <laughs> I don't know what your definition of spooky <laughs> dude, is. It's spooky. I'm still trying to figure this out. Uh, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. So last week with our picks, I guess we can start the show. I went three and two because I picked the Texans to not cover. Yeah, because you're the best fan anybody yeah. could ever ask for. Yeah, and you're the worst. You went four and one. Of course, I did. So you caught back up. I'm thirteen nine. You're twelve and ten for the season. There it is. Look at that. So this week for the show, we're gonna talk about the Texans Colts game, the Ravens Seahawks game, and the the Saints Bears game. And the Sunday night football between the Eagles and Cowboys. So we'll start. We'll start tonight with the big game, the most important game this weekend: the four and two Houston Texans against the three and two Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are at home; they're one point favorites. Uh, what? Yeah. Wait, wait. What? The Colts are one even point after favorites. last week. What? Well, and what I was really confused about because I've, I've watched every Colts. Are you game putting this money year. on this? No. Man, I looked this up. Uh. What what confused me though is I thought the Colts defense was a lot better than it was, but Atlanta had a really good game against them. The Chargers had a really good game against them. The Raiders ran the ball all over them, and Darius Leonard's been hurt. And I didn't really realize. I mean, I thought it was spectacular, but I didn't realize how much of an impact he made in their run game. Their pass rush has been bad this week, and they had that great game against the Chiefs because they forced fumbles. They played the ball well. There it is. They tackled really well. He was banged Justin up. Justin Houston finally had a pass rush, and. I don't know, like, I I just assume the Colts had top 10 defense, but they don't. But I think with Leonard back, though, I think it's a defense that should be a lot better than it's been. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Indianapolis defense, exactly like you said. I don't know if it's their big phonies to me, but I feel like it's more of hit and miss, where it's some of the games they're showing up, other games they're not showing up, and it's really confusing to see what type of game they're going to be presenting, which I think the only reason why people are believing that the Colts are good is they are better than what we expected them to be without Andrew Luck. Yeah. That Jacoby Brissett is somehow still winning games. And I think beating the Chiefs kind of made people feel like that this team is better than what they are, even though, in my opinion, what it just proves is that Marlon Mack is just the biggest beast alive. Yeah. Marlon Mack, his rookie year, it was like a week 16 game against Houston. Like both of them were bad. 
and he stiff-armed Jadavion Clowney. I'm like, oh my God. he <laughs> He's the greatest running back of all time. He's insane, and it's really impressive with the size. His vision, also. He, and he has the moves where, like what we talked about before, how some running backs just go straight in, others have the step. He's got the elusiveness, he's so man. Yeah, he's going side to side with it. And that's where it's fun to watch Marlon Mack. But again, I don't. If he's not going off, which I don't think he's going to be able to against the Houston Texans, then what are we relying on here? That's Joby, Jacoby, I'm sorry, Brissett being able to throw the ball downfield, which, by the way, I don't, you can't do. And poor T.Y., he deserves better. Yeah. Well, and so that's kind of, I think it's an important point that you mentioned where, like, you have this game against the Chiefs last week or two weeks ago, and the Texans played the exact same game against the Chiefs. And so, like, Detroit just showed how to do it. Well, and Detroit didn't even really run the ball against them. They did. Detroit threw the ball against them, and they forced a bunch of fumbles. And if it wasn't for two red zone fumbles of their own, they would have won that game too. Uh, but yeah, like it's run the ball, hold the clock, you know, don't let Mahomes have limited possessions. And the Colts did that, and the Texans were able to do the same thing again too. But yeah, I really think this kind of this game comes down to it's. Are you impressed by Carlos Hyde? Like. Come on, I called that from the yeah, start. Yeah, he's a lot better than, he, than he's been before. Are you okay? I'll put it this way. So now that you've seen Carlos Hyde, I talk about Carlos. No, Hyde no, no I want to talk. I want to talk about Brissett as deep passing real fast. I just want you to compare. Who do you think would be better, Lamar Miller or Carlos Hyde at this point? Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is what they wanted Lamar Miller to be. Okay, cool. And they screwed up Lamar Miller by trying to make him Carlos Hyde. When Lamar Miller should be Duke Johnson. Okay. And they try to make him into Carlos Hyde, and they ruined him. All right, I like yeah. all of that. Go on. Uh, but yeah, so Brissett. He's averaging 4.2 yards a completion through the air, seven yards an attempt through the air. The biggest, best thing he's done is throwing 10 touchdowns to three interceptions. Hilton's been really good this year, though. He's caught 24 of his 29 targets. Yeah. But it's not the downfield stuff. And they try to throw Paris Campbell deep. It doesn't really work out. Their deep threat's Eric Ebron, and he's not really going up and catching the ball. I don't even know who they like more or who Jacoby Brissett likes more, Doyle or Ebron. It's, it's, it's pretty like much e- combined. Ebron is like the effort. end zone guy that he just looks for at all times. Ebron's deep and then Doyle is short, but them combined are 32 of 41 for 264 yards and 15 first downs. So like it's not a deep passing offense. It's a don't make mistakes. We're going to run the ball. We're going to control it. And the problem is that the Texans have a top 10 run defense this year. They're 11th in run defense DVOA. Teams are only averaging 4.4 yards a carry, which is 20th, but... They're 12th in run defense DVOA. And uh, it was, this is also the best run defense in football last year. And so it lost Clowney, lost Kareem Jackson. But it's still a very good one. And so, like, the Colts have a dominant offensive line. But DJ Reader is still great. Angel Blackson's good against the run. Brandon Dunn's good against the run. Um, their edge defenders, set the, set, they don't make negative plays, but they set the edge well. Cunningham and McKinney are really good inside tacklers. Like, Reader's awesome. And Watt's not making – Watt's really selling out for the pass this year. He's not really playing the run very much. Uh, and trying to save his energy on those downs. But I think this game kind of comes down to can Brissett throw the ball downfield, and then also can DJ Reader tie up two blocks and allow Cunningham and McKinney to make free tackles too. All right, so you just went into a lot right there. So my main thing that I just took away from you is you're a believer in your own team finally. You're wearing a T-shirt that says the Houston Texans. You are smiling. You have positive. You have positive stuff. stats over there. There's not a lot, of, a lot of negativity coming from your area. Finally, which are you I ready appreciate. For the no, 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 no. Hold on. Hear, hear no, 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 no. We're still on the positivity train. Don't you dare ruin this. I have one so, thing. That's no, negative. don't. Just you're interrupting thing. my positivity moment. Okay. So Deshaun Watson, MVP of the league. Yes or no? You want to hear my top five? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Um, Mahomes, 
Wilson. Even after tonight, man, they look the like thing, they though. popped his knee in a place. That was insane. And I think all the seasons proved though for Kansas City is how important Mahomes is because they have no run offense, they have no run defense at all, and like he's their entire offense, he's their entire team. Um, but again, like I need to go back and watch this game and see what happened there. If he's actually out long term, it's QB sneak, and he just laid on the center, and he just was like, "You have to drag me off of the guy." You just yeah. felt so bad because the center was just like, "I'm not moving," and he was just laying on top of him. Wow. Yeah, he just he didn't want to be touched. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch this game tomorrow on Condensed. But uh, three, Teddy Bridgewater, four, no franchise quarterback. What? Four, Christian. What? Four, Christian McCaffrey. Five, Deshaun Watson. You didn't mention the magician. Yeah, Russell Wilson's too. Oh, wait, who'd you put first? Mahomes first. Okay, well, come on. Yeah. The magician deserves to be first. Well, you you put the magician first yeah. at this point in line. And I will also say, since this is a quarterback award, it would be probably the magician, Mahomes, and Deshaun flip the coin, and then McCaffrey. Yeah. That's where you would have to put it. Where's it's Bridgewater? He's 4-0. What are you talking about? He's undefeated. Okay, if Kamara is out this week, which, by the way, apparently, we'll talk about it. Apparently, he is hurt. He has an ankle yeah, sprain. Yeah, he played last week with an ankle sprain. Yeah. I, if he is out this week and Bridgewater wins, you got me. But I swear to God, there is no way he should be in the MVP consideration. I've, you better be lying to I've me. I've waited five years for this season. What? I've waited five years for this. There, what do you mean you waited five years? And by the way, I, Tristan... He is he so against him. Bridgewater. Yeah. He still talks so much smack about him, even though they are winning. A Saints fan talking smack about their own quarterback when they are winning. It's because he has an unhealthy obsession with Drew Brees. I, he I believe that. He doesn't understand that Drew Brees is the most expensive backup quarterback in football. But why don't you... Okay, well, I'll put it to this way. Your boy is about to be. Because how do you not have the obsession with Deshaun Watson like a lot of Houston Texans fans do? Even for me, as much of an obsession as I have with Dak Prescott, there is a tiny bit of jealousy in me that I don't have a little bit of Deshaun. Like, I would be kind of like... What's oh, the yeah. word? Oogling? Like, oogling over him. Yeah. Just like, damn, I have an MVP. You're, what is the matter with you? I, I think that's really my question. Is Like, what is, what is wrong with you? 4-0 franchise quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. way, did you really just do 4 that? franchise quarterback. I hate you uh, so much. No, I mean, yeah, Watson's awesome. And, like, he's awesome whenever the offense makes sense. And it allows him to throw the ball downfield when it's simplified. When they run a lot of play action. Whenever they don't just run short routes into the zone coverage and then just have them sit back there and you know, get murdered. And it's never been like even last year, the, you know, he got hurt and they're like, well, we're just going to run the ball a lot and we're going to barely win games. And then whenever they need him to be great, he was able to be great. But then whenever like you really have to turn on the playoffs, he wasn't able to. Um, but the one negative I have in this game is that the last time these two teams played in the playoffs last year, they beat Houston 21-7. They went up 21-0. And the Texans just, like, gave up after that point. And Matt Eberflus absolutely pants Bill O'Brien that game. And so that's the only concern I have is that... Did he really do that? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he really did. Okay. Uh, Let me go back on that's, that one. That's the, that's the only... Con- like, from a matchup standpoint, I think Houston's the better team. I think everything the Colts do, they won't be able to do well against Houston. Uh, but the one thing that concerns me, though, is just that Eberflus coaches a really good game. Darius Leonard's going to be back. They're good at funneling the ball to where they want it to be, and they're able they're able to go goad not goat goad goat goad. I got you. Deshaun Watson at multiple interceptions last year by like saying, "Okay, this guy's covered. Here's the blitz he's gonna throw here." 
to this guy and being able to break on those routes. It's and too so many like, weapons. Though, how man. much? How much has O'Brien learned? Where are we really at at Houston? Because like as much as I love this team right now after these last two weeks, I still need to see like a little bit more of it. Because there's five and a half years before there's five years before this these last two weeks that just happened, and, uh, and I think like the Falcons have a bad defense, the Chiefs have a bad front seven, and like. It was great that they did exactly what they needed to do to take advantage of those situations that they usually don't. But like, I just need to see it again. I need to see it at least another time. You are like the most spoiled fan I've ever seen in my entire life. Where you need to keep proof. What is it? Spoiled or is it? I mean, was it, it bratty? No. It's, is it's not it? Bad. Is it? You're not good enough. Okay, you're the you're the preppy girl that you feel like that. You know what? He's not good enough for me. That's what you are in this scenario where you still feel like that this boy, the Houston Texans, still need to prove themselves to you. But yet they've done everything they can. No, and yet it's still not good enough for again, you. Again, there, Be, we lived through five years of just... What? You have not lived through minimum. five years of yeah. four and two of being able to have a positive no, outlook on this I, team. I understand, but I'm saying like there was five years before this where it was all, we're getting the bare minimum out of this team and we're wasting your time. And so just because two weeks doesn't change five years, you know? Hey, Matt, who looks like that they have changed their ways? The Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Texans? Uh, who looks like a different team than previous years, may I ask? I mean, Houston and who does. Looks, who looks I'm exactly not, yeah, the I'm same? Not, I'm not arguing any of that again at but all. But that's the thing. But like, there's, this year, there's something. There's this what much evidence, and then there's this much. What do you mean there's this much? We have a third. There is a third evidence here. Right? What's the third? A third of the season. Yeah, but I'm saying like they still played a game against the Chargers where Watson was good outside the, the structure of the offense. The Saints game, you know, they ended up losing after like this miraculous breeze thing, but there was problems that they had, the reason why they lost that game. And then they had two bad games against Carolina and Jacksonville, you know? And so like that's the thing too. It's like it's been two great weeks, but it's not it's not been five great weeks. It's not been the third of the season. It's been two great weeks. So I don't know. All so right, well, what's your what's your pick for this game? I have the Houston Texans. Once again, I it's the same thing as last week. They're gonna score thirty points and the Indy can't cover it. 31 Houston, 21 Indy. I got a 10-point game here. I have a 10-point game, too. I have Houston 27, Indy 17. I just, I don't think Indy's going to be. If Indy, and that's the problem with you. It's like, let's go back to what we talked about. The one thing about the Houston Texans, because for the first time, I'm actually on the train because a lot of Houston Texans aren't comparing themselves to the Dallas Cowboys for once because I finally think y'all realize that y'all are just different. And this year, y'all don't have to say anything to us because we have our own struggles. But I, I like that y'all are going in the right direction. I believe in this team. Good, I'm glad. I'm. You don't though, which is funny. I just need to see it. I just need to see it again. This better be your week then. This has to I be think your it week. Will be. I, I think it's gonna happen. I think they're gonna do it. But again, this is. I've just have seen it too many times. You know, uh, it's hard. It's hard. I just don't think they're going to be able to do anything with the running game or anything like that. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson, and you guys have too many weapons on the receiving side. And, they haven't, and, and he hasn't covered well, and they can't rush the passer. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to against Houston this week. And it seems like the Texans figured out how they want to run the ball. And what, yeah, I Jacoby understand. Brissett throws a 60-yard touchdown pass. You guys lose. T.Y. Hilton loves to play the Texans, though. Oh, and he lives Roby, for Roby's it. out. Jonathan Justin may be out again. And, like, Lonnie Johnson can't cover T.Y. Hilton unless he just tackles them in line of scrimmage. Just, just like, hit him. <laughs> Makes the Wolverine claws and guts some every time. But you know what? I hear that's legal. 
That's all. Well, even that, they still won't over, overturn pass interference. <laughs> they won't. If you stab a guy in the throat. That rule is done. It's um, so stupid. I love it. So the next game we have here is Baltimore going to Seattle. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. And this game kind of reminds me of the Dallas Green Bay game. We're like, well, this team's good at this thing, but this team's bad at the same thing. This team's good at this thing, and this team's bad at the same thing. So in this case, the Seahawks are bad at stopping the run. The Ravens have the best run offense in football. The Ravens are bad at stopping the pass. The Seahawks have the best passing offense in football. And so it's like, what do you think is gonna be what do you think is gonna happen more? Lamar Jackson, the Ravens run for two hundred yards, or Russell Wilson throws for three fifty and three touchdowns. Ooh, man, that's a tough one only because I I feel bo- like that Seattle's gonna know too. what Baltimore's gonna do. And they both could happen too. Yeah, but I feel like Seattle it's more of it's more of a chance for me that Russell Wilson's gonna get between three hundred and three fifty. Three fifty is a lot for me to be able to say that Wilson's gonna get. I, I'm not going to go that far with it, but I also don't think that Baltimore is going to be able to run the ball against Seattle. I think that they're going to force Lamar Miller to be able to throw the ball, or Lamar Jackson, I'm sorry. But either way, they're going to force him to throw the ball in order for them to lose. And I just, this is one of the games where I don't think, I think Jackson's out of his league. I think that with Pete Carroll, I think how that defense works, I think even how the magician himself runs that offense this is one of those teams where Baltimore is not going to be able to overcome their own weaknesses, and they're going to have to play that catch-up yeah. game, and this is where I don't think they can. Yeah, I mean, Jackson's missed some throws, and like these numbers also take account of the Cincinnati game. That's and what the, I'm saying. The Bengals have terrible linebackers. Like You saw the 49ers, what they did to them. You know, whenever they play against teams with bad linebackers, they're going to they're gonna just, move the ball against them. And you just keep hearing about, oh, look, he broke the newest records. Granted, it's impressive. Don't get me wrong. But whenever you see the score and then you see who it's against, you're kind of just like, eh, I think I can maybe get a few yards against Cincinnati myself. <laughs> like, I, that's where it's kind of <laughs> with it. I, I, I'm not that impressed whenever you see it's against that type of team, especially when, like I told you, that blowout against Cleveland, it was ugly. You could do whatever you want right now, but that blowout was ugly. I, I don't want to talk about that again. We already talked about that. But no, no, I'm only talking about it because for me that shows know, what gonna, type of we're gonna Baltimore. Start, but we're going to start arguing about it again. I don't want to. Wait, we're arguing about that? Because I don't think it was that ugly. Uh, so Seattle's run oh, defense this year, is. 21st in DVA. They're averaging, they're allowing 4.7 yards a carry, which is 25th. The Baltimore's run offense, 9.7%. DVA, which is first. The Rams last year finished at 21%, which is better than half the league's passing offenses. And they're averaging five and a half yards a carry, which is first. The other problem with Seattle is they don't tackle very well. They're they have a missed tackle in twelve point four percent of their plays, which is the seventh highest. The Ravens break the most tackles in football at sixteen point one percent play, which is first. And so like that's that's the kind of like the thing. Ooh, there. you're saying a lot of positive things for the Baltimore Ravens I got, over I got, there. I got one more. Okay, all right. For them. So tight ends. Oh, yeah. The Seahawks are twenty fifth in the league at covering tight ends. The Ravens this year. Throwing in their tight ends, 58 of 81, 71% completion percentage, 666 six, six yards. See, we're getting spooky here. 8.2 <laughs> yards in attempt and four touchdowns. Now, the receivers that they have the, this week, Willie Sneed, Miles Boinkins, Chris Moore, Seth Roberts. Now we're talking. Uh, so which one of those receivers is your favorite? I'm going to go with Willie Sneed. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, the only thing I have to hold on to is his hair. He looks like a pitcher from 1973. Man, they're they're just going to run the ball, and Seattle's going to force him to throw these guys. This is all they're going to be able to do. And let me ask you this. 
Do you feel like that the Houston Texans at all regret the Jadavion Clowney thing? Or do you even think Clowney's a big factor in Seattle? Because I'll put it to you this way. I haven't heard of him. So Clowney, I haven't heard of him. He doesn't jump off the screen. And I watch yeah. The Magician. Watch Clowney. Just the next time you watch Seattle play, just watch Clowney only. Okay. He's been spectacular, but okay. the ball has been getting out quickly against him. They have guard. He's the he's the highest. He's been double teamed more than any player in football this year. More than Aaron Donald. What? Than but Aaron yeah. Donald's getting triple teamed. Javon Clowney's been double teamed more than any other player in football. He's like he's also first That's in nuts. pass rush win rate this year too. I think he's third in hurries right now also. So he doesn't have the sacks. He doesn't have the tackles for a loss. But he's just getting. They're doubling him. They're do you miss him? him? Or do of you... course I miss him. Well, even I after everything. God, I miss him so much. What? He's he's was my favorite player for him for like three years. I, I'm Clowney's so confused. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like he, it's like the Aaron Donald thing. We're like, oh, Aaron Donald's having a bad year, or whatever. No, I, he's awesome. And then last week he had two sacks and a forced fumble. And it's like Clowney's gonna break out soon. He's get, yeah, he's getting hot. Well, and also Jaron Reed's back this week too, and that's really gonna take off, take off more pressure. Since you don't double team Puna Ford, and that's why you're able to single block Clowney. And so I think with Jaron Reed, who's like a legitimate interior pass rusher, I think they'll help him out a lot too. Just get those like tackles for a loss numbers, the sack numbers, and all that sort of thing. I just feel like whenever it comes to Seattle, what's really been the big thing here, Chris Carson. Whoa. Yeah. Way to kind of step up, which they talked about it in the offseason. We talked about it, where they wanted to get Chris Carson, what did we say, like 800 touches or something ridiculous? Maybe 300. No, man, it was like 800, <laughs> like maybe to 1,000. That's what they were talking about. But either way, it was something nuts where they wanted to do this. They've been doing it, and it's been working where they figured out who their main back is. Yeah. Russell Wilson has been able to control the offense. But do you think the Disley going out is going to hurt them? To where Wilson is going to have to be their number one tight end. That'll be fine. Really? Yeah. I don't. I think that's going to be a big factor. I'm sorry, man. He relied a lot on Disley. I think that is the one thing that will hurt Seattle because Wilson's just slower. I think he'll be fine. He's just old. Why are He's you 30. so old? He's 30 years old. Get off the field. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for the the Seahawks, <laughs> their first and pass def, pass offense DVOA at 62.9 percent. They're averaging 3.9 yards in 10, which is third. The Ravens' pass defense DVA, 12.9% 21st. They're allowing 7.3 yards in 10, which is 27th. Um, the Ravens can't rush the passer this year. They only The only pass rusher they have is Matthew Judon. He has four sacks and 12 quarterback hits. They only have 11 sacks this season. If you think about the Ravens, you think pass rush. You think incredible front seven. And it's they haven't been able to do it all this year. Like Tyus Bowser hasn't stepped up. Um like their their other pass rusher, Almusor, he's a line, he's a middle linebacker for him. Pernell McPhee hasn't been that great. Shane Ray hasn't done anything at all for him whatsoever. Their other defensive linemen are too big to provide any pass rush. Did you just They're say Omnisor, like Ivysor? Omnisor. Ivysor? So it's O-N-W-U-A-S-O-R. When he was a child, Number was he called Bulbasaur? Maybe. <laughs> he goes okay, Bulbasaur and then Almusor. I was confused there. Yeah, for sure. And like they just, and then they're, they're, Carr and Marlon Humphrey are great, but their corners three through five aren't very good. Um, Earl Thomas, something's made the impact they expected him to. And like this past defense hasn't been good. Like this is an atypical Ravens team. Like you, I even against the Bengals, you're like they can't rush the passer, and the Bengals have a bad offensive line. It's weird because going into the season, especially everybody thought that the pieces that Baltimore got in return whenever they pretty much blew up. I don't want to say blow up, but more of just. I mean, they lost, they lost they, some essential they, pieces. They lost to Darius Smith. 
They they lost Weddle. They, they lost, lost Weddle. Uh, Suggs. They lost Suggs. It's, and Suggs been bad in Arizona, but, but they lost guys. And by like, the way, that's what I mean though. Suggs wanted to play for Baltimore. Like it's just kind of ignited him where they're not getting anything. And going into the season, we expected their defense to be better. I just I don't think Baltimore has been what we were expecting on the defensive side, and it's been overshadowed because the whole entire news stories and media outlets only want to talk about Lamar Jackson and this offense. That's where Baltimore, for me, it's just such a dicey play. And even for this week, they're going up against the magician himself, the MVP. This man has turned this Seattle team where everybody, even going into this season, nobody believed in them once again. Russell Wilson is still my favorite player to watch. And I think with the contract that he received, everybody laughed saying that you're going to have to, I, me included, that you're going to have to give up so many different pieces. You're not going to be able to sustain this. And it's laughing in my face because, Matt, he's worth every, every penny. Yeah. How can you say he's not worth every penny? Yeah. Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, even Goff got more guarantee than him. But that's, that's what I mean. Uh, I like to think of him as a rabbit and the pocket being in a hat. And then he, oh, then he falls in the hat and they pops out outside the hat, you know? When Troy Aikman called him like Houdini, I go, man, you're stealing my stuff. Yeah. He's, come on, Troy. He, come on. Your brains are Papa John's pizza. You, you can't think like that. You're stealing from us. <laughs> By the way, apparently people were posting last week about how bloodshot his eyes were. They couldn't tell if he was hungover or high. He's probably hungover. Really? Yeah. I feel like Troy's a guy who gets high. I don't know. I think like every XML player probably does. That's what I mean. This is not a bad thing. I'm just saying. I bet like it was weird. It was funny though. Yeah. Because everyone talked about it. I like the picture where he looks like Jay Z. <laughs> That's an all time classic. That picture. was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. When it does the fading out yeah. or the fading ill. It is the weirdest. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's the creepiest. The lips. Yeah. Matt, why awesome. are the lips the same? It's awesome. Uh, I guess the last thing too about this game before make our picks. The Ravens front seven last year. They were fifth and second level sacks. They had 16 players record a sack. They were last in, in defensive line sacks. Their you know, second level players were C.J. Mosley, who's gone, Zedaria Smith, who's gone, Terrell Suggs, who's gone, and they haven't been able to replace those guys. And the only one who's been able to be good as far as pass rushers, Matthew Judon. And the Seahawks have the best pass blocking offensive line. And like Russell Wilson's going to have plenty of time to throw the ball this week. Um, so, yeah, so what's your pick for this one? The Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, I actually have a pretty high-scoring game here. So I have 33 from Seattle. I have 28 from Baltimore. Okay. I have uh, 30, Seattle, 26, Baltimore. Stop copying yeah. me, dude. Did you look at my notes again? And Stop looking at my notes. You want, so you, don't, you want to know why I'm picking the Seahawks? This is a philosophy thing here. Oh, Throwing the God. ball. Here we go. This is be really quick. It's, it's very simple. <laughs> Throwing the ball is better than running the ball. And the team that throws the ball better is going to win this game. And the Seahawks have a much better passing offense. And passing gets better than running it. And so that's what the Seahawks are going to win. I still think the Disley thing is going to hurt. Oh, by the way, though, before we go, you impressed by Metcalf? We had two, uh, yeah. He's, they, they're, they've done a great job at doing what he does best. He's great running a straight line. You know what he does? He runs in a straight line. <laughs> that's also, you know what? That was the best way to put it. Guess what? Just run. Like, who cares if you can't, like, and run, you can manhandle guys run too. like a juke route and go inside out and run a perfect slam. Are you fast? Just run straight. Be stronger than everybody. Russell Jump Wilson will take care of everything else. Yeah. It's like having Tyler Lockett, but just bigger and stronger. It's They're like the same guys. It's what they do. I even like that other, that third wide receiver Is they have, Brown? Mathis. 
Jamal oh, Brown's Brown. pretty good. Yeah. They have that Mathis guy too. Or Curse. I mean, it's Curse or Mathis. I can't remember. Um, so the next game we have here is the New Orleans Saints going to Chicago. Why don't you Bears, talk about your MVP real Bears quick are here? Point <laughs> favorites. All right, so Teddy Bridgewater, 159 DYAR, 16th, 4.4% DBA, 14th. He's completing almost 70% of his passes. He's throwing seven touchdowns to two interceptions. Oh, my God. He's averaging 6.9 yards in 10. We'll just call it seven. We'll call it three. It's a better number. Uh, the Saints are 4-0 with him as the starting quarterback. But most importantly, they're 4-0 in one-score games because of the leadership, the toughness, the oh. integrity, the chemistry he brings to this oh team. Oh, my and, God. Uh, they're rallying around this, this guy. is... Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I can buy into everything you just said from the beginning there. That last four sentences, absolutely <laughs> not. What did you just say? He's bringing toughness, chemistry, so, okay. leadership, camaraderie. Uh, you know what? Let me put it to you this way, though. Franchise quarterback. To your out. point, I don't want to agree with you at all because what you just said was disgusting. But why does it seem like their defense is playing harder? I don't know. Why does it seem like that everyone is giving a lot more? The Buccaneers game, the crowd was chanting Teddy in the fourth quarter. It... It's really weird that it seems like everybody is on. It It reminds me a lot of when the Dak Prescott took over the Tony Romo yeah. thing. That's what it's reminding me of. And so let me ask you this. Would you prefer and would you be cheering if Teddy went to the playoffs and won the playoff game? And, or would you prefer and much rather cheer that the Saints put in Drew Brees for that playoff game and they lose that playoff game? I want to see Teddy Bridgewater play the rest of this year. And you know it's not going to happen. Yeah, I know it's not going to. I want them, this is what I want to have happen. And I think they will lose I when they pull I want them to bench him, and I want them to lose with Breeze. I think they will lose. I want the Panthers to they're win the more, division. They're more conservative. Going back to this game, New Orleans is just more conservative. They're more protective. That's where I believe you in the sense this team is so bizarre. Why does it seem like everyone's the mom and Teddy is the child? Where there's everyone is one, there's something weird. It's like they're the mama kangaroo, and they're saying, "Jump in our pouch, Teddy. We're gonna protect you." <laughs> I think it's the weirdest thing. Because yeah, I love all of it. I, I'm my, confused. My favorite thing was that they play this game at Louisville, and he's like on his knees, like doing this warm up dance, and the entire crowd behind him is doing the same dance he's God, doing. I'm like, what is this? I don't know what it is, but he just he has it, man. I think people just want to believe, it. but the defense is what's really been impressing me. I still don't know if Lattimore. The, num the numbers are weird. The defense where they're like they don't make sense. They're mediocre, but then they give up ten points. To they Dallas only puts ten on them. The Jags only put six on them. But the numbers are all kind of screwed up with them. And apparently Lattimore is a shutdown corner where no matter who he's going up against, he's going to be able to defend perfectly. Yeah. Well, and that's I don't understand this, this. too because Al Allen Robinson. Uh, he's been very good this year. He counts for 26% of the Bears' passing offense targets. He counts for 37% of their yards this year, too. And, like, they found him finally. He, I was going to say, they're he is finally and coming aboard. it's all sideline stuff, too. That route he ran against the Raiders, I love so much, where he does that, like, fake slant, gets them by, then takes off to the corner. And Trubisky's probably going to play this game, too. Uh, gross. Here's my thing. I don't understand Chicago. How on earth were they manhandled by Oakland? All I kept they seeing, did. all I kept seeing was that Oakland was always in the red zone. They're, no matter every single time I turned my back, them. went back towards it, Oakland was in the red zone once again. And the weirdest thing about it was, Josh Jacobs destroyed them on the run. They gave up everything on the run. 
I don't understand the Chicago Bears. And they still have a top five defense this year, too. But that game, yeah. I mean, the Raiders have a really good offensive line this year, but they were they were moving them. And I wish I could blame it on the quarterback position because it's what I've been doing with the Mitchell Trubisky thing. But that last game, I can't say that was quarter. That was like, like a team effort. Yeah. I don't know what is going on with Chicago. This was not the team I was expecting coming in. I mean, it's it's been very good, but it hasn't been like an it's all-time been great good. defense That's anymore. the issue. But I think the biggest problem they have right now is that they're not a deep defense, though. Akeem Hicks is out for the year. Uh, Danny Trevathan's hurt right now. And Roquan Smith is having to do everything on the interior. And uh, I mean, they got, they got blocked on the second level. And like their second, their guys behind Hicks, they have the guy with the big arm brace. They have the other guys like number 93. And they're good, but they're not good run stoppers. And so you... I mean, Oakland just drove the first level up to the second level over and over and over again against them. And when it comes down with this Chicago team, I just, I'm not sure if they're going to be, this is going to be a very low scoring game. And if Mitch Trubisky plays, I think it's a bad move. I think Chase Daniel has played just fine to where he's been able to put up. You have to play Trubisky. Why? You have to. Like, I'm starting to hate this, man. I get why you have to do it, but it's going back to, you've done the same thing over and over again. And Chase Daniels looked better. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say he's looked better. He's look. He's more. Uh, it's it's com- like it's complicated. Like you know, what? I don't want to tie it. Trubisky's like a weird piece of construction paper with a bunch of like gel pen on it. What does that even and mean? And then Chase Daniels just like a piece of notebook paper. Like okay, I'd rather have the notebook paper because there's lines on it. But you have the chance for it to be prettier. Yeah, but I hate the feeling of construction paper. Yeah. I always like cringed whenever I hear oh, like, heard some it. some weird colors too. If you if you use gel pens and like red construction paper, it makes some weird colors. Um, the two things about this game that are interesting is the Bears defense. They're 21st in DVO against short passes. Bridgewater has been a really good short pass thrower this season. Are you sure? Uh, I want to see him throw the ball downfield more just because <laughs> yeah, that's what right. That's what I love. He did a little bit against... Come on. Okay. He did a give little me bit against Jacksonville. Give me an example. And he did it all game against the Bucs. No, no. Give me an example. The Bucks game. Wait, what? He threw a 64-yard touchdown to Ted Ginn. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up that replay. He threw a lot of deep passes. Are you sure Ted Ginn didn't catch it after 10 yards and then no. run 54 it yards? Like, it was like 37 yards to the air. I don't believe this now. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to look this up. He threw the ball deep. He had... Like two deep passes against the Saints or yeah, against the Jaguars, but they, you didn't need to do anymore. It's weird. You don't sound very positive about the Bucks <laughs> right now. Uh, they're gonna win eight games. Oh, okay. I picked them win eight games. Yeah, the whatever. Schedule's tough. Yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, so Chicago struggles in short passes, and the other thing too is the best way to attack the Saints' defense. It's kind of go back to the Dallas game. Is attack the deep middle part of the field. The Bears since 2018, they've attempted 22 deep middle passes. Trubisky's nine for 20, 45 percent. 263 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. But they don't have a receiver who attacks the deep middle very well and uh, to attack their free safety. And so, like, I just don't see the matchup there for them, you know? I'm so confused on this game. I'm not even going to lie. I don't know who to go with because this usually would be an easy pick for the Chicago Bears to win. But it's going back to, I don't understand the offense. Because, Matt... It's so short. Well, hold on. Is Montgomery good to you? He hasn't been very good this year. Why is it that whenever last year they were running with Tariq Cohen and that whole aspect of the game was working, of just those little stupid passes that Bridgewater is doing where they would gain yards? And Tariq Cohen has not looked good this year, but it's because they're forcing Montgomery down so much. He 
he is not a Josh Jacobs. Let me put it to you that yeah. way. Where he is not breaking away. He's not doing anything. He dances much, a lot, and it's not helping the quarterback in the situation because we talk so much smack about Trubisky. But it was a lot easier when you're throwing a little outlet pass to Tariq Cohen and he's getting you 15 yards. Yeah. Well, and, Cohen, and they're not using it. And Cohen was an okay. He wasn't that good of a running back last year, but he was a great pass catcher. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm saying. He was their best receiver last year, and this year he's not that. They're not even throwing it to him, yeah. though. They're not giving him a shot because he's not on the field because they're so obsessed with the Montgomery. And I don't get That's it. That's a great point. He's Well, he just hasn't looked good. That's kind of what the big disappointment for me has been. Montgomery was supposed to be some big shot coming in the NFL season. He has not looked bueno, man. Yeah. Well, and Kyle Long's out for the year. Their run offense DVA is 27th this year. They're averaging 3.4 yards in attempt, which is, which is 29th. And the Saints have a really good run defense. Um, so, yeah, like I, it's going to be like Cam Mitch Trubisky throw deep passes. And, like, he's like... <laughs> Who throws the first deep pass? We should make a bet. Who throws the first deep pass over 30 yards? <laughs> oh, that's a strong Vegas bet. or attempt one? Attempt. I think Trubisky attempts one first. No. Dude, I think this is Brit- a strong Vegas. Who gets the ball first, though? We'll say Saints. It's just, but it's a split, though. We'll, no, we'll say Saints get the ball first. Okay, how about we do it like this? It's a split if they, like, so it's a split if the Saints do in their first series and the Bears in the first series, but the Saints get the ball first. But if the Saints don't do in their first drive and the Bears do in their first drive, then the Bears win it. Yeah, yeah. So it's I like would, overtime rules. I think the, yeah, I think the Saints do it. Take a shot deep. I think Trubisky completes one first. I'd say that the Saints don't try it first. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But it's like Hayes Hill. This is good. Throwing a touchdown on Teddy Bridgewater. For okay. Guys this is, all right. That one be so disgusting. My favorite thing about Bridgewater is they do, they like run a flea flicker and he'll dump it off for seven yards. <laughs> I saw it's so funny. By the way, that was the other thing. Trish was like, I'm done with Teddy. I'm down to see just Hill now. What? You've been winning. It's because he's afraid of the truth. He's that afraid of Bridgewater. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, he doesn't so, want to open the door. So what's your pick for this game? And the Bears are three-point favorites at home. All right. It's the only reason why here. I'm going to go Bears 16. I'm going to go Saints 12. Okay, I'm going New Orleans 20, the Bears 16. Ugh, I don't even think though somebody's going to hit 20 in this five, game. 5-0. and It's oh. a lot of five points. 5-0 franchise quarterback. 5-0 and oh in one possession games. Oh next week, God. you know they're playing next week? What are we playing next week? Arizona. Ooh. Hitting the bye 7-1. and one. No, Kyler Murray's going to be able to do nah, something. They're going to hit the bye 7-1. and one. Where, What's Kyler Murray's nickname? We need a nickname for him. I don't know. He's, he's the little dog in uh, Toy Soldiers, or Small Soldiers. It's a little dog and small soldiers. Yeah. What little dogs? Is you know how there's like the buzz cut lieutenant and then the yeah. dog? Yeah, he's the little dog man. Wait, dog man? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh! That's who oh. Conrad reminds me of. Man, this is going to bother me because now I can't think of it. It's not. It starts with an A. It's, like it's a article, really simple name. Article. No, it's something weird. You know like, what? Now it's going to bother me. Let's go. I was dying also when I posted that Trevor's thing with uh, Derek Henry's hair. It just looks like a big hard worm hanging out of his helmet. <laughs> you love it. It is Kevin Bacon licking his lips. Oh, it killed me. So you the love last, yourself. The last game here, the Philadelphia Eagles hanging to Dallas. Who cares? Two, three, and three teams. The Cowboys are three-point favorites at home. So my big question for you here, looking at DVA for future schedule ranks, Dallas, the average opponent, has a DVA of 7.1%, the seventh toughest schedule. The Eagles, their average opponent, negative 4%, the 21st. Uh, toughest schedule here 
is this a is this a winner is this a winner hot seat has it match for Dallas? If they lose this game, do you think they're gonna miss the playoffs? Okay, so I hate my team. Let's start off with that. The other thing is, I've also talked about this will be the highest rated game of the entire NFL season because yes, this does decide it. You're not going to be able to come back. And the issue is when it comes to Dallas, if you were to lose four straight games, Jerry Jones has already stated, Matt, I've never been so frustrated in my entire <laughs> life. I'm, I'm like scooting up in my chair right now. I'm trying to you get, get prepared here. Like it's, it is absolutely ridiculous to have to have the conversation with people about this. Because even if we were to lose to Philly, doesn't matter. Jason Garrett's not being fired. Even if we were to beat Philly... Doesn't matter. Jason Garrett's not being fired. I have to have this argument with people because it's every single time. Oh, why do you think it's Jason Garrett's fault? That's just a lazy Cowboy fan to do. Okay, whose fault has it been? Well, your offense and your defense hasn't looked good. What's the job of my head coach? Well, they have a game plan. What game plan has worked? What is he doing? If you can say it's both sides of the ball all you want, but give me what he is doing. And okay, he can keep his job, but he's not doing anything. Yeah. And he doesn't help the team. He makes it worse by him just clapping on the sideline. And the fact that it was Jerry Jones' birthday, the defense coming off the field ignore his little hand claps, and you lose to the Jets, and you still don't fire him and say it was a conservative effort on the losing side? Dude, go to hell. And even if we were to make the playoffs, even if we were to win this division, Jason Garrett is not taking me to a Super Bowl. It's as easy as that. Yeah. I hate my team. <laughs> and I'm so tired of also hearing of, oh, our team's injured. Oh, Amari Cooper's out. Oh, this and this. You lost to the effing Jets, you pieces of crap. What the hell are you talking about? You have Zeke, and you're not wanting to use him until the second half because Kellen Moore has no idea what the hell he's doing. I I don't understand this team, and Dak Prescott has looked god-awful in the first half, regardless of what he does in the second half. Everybody just shows up not giving a damn. I don't know what this team is doing. I don't know what they do at practice. I think they watch movies. Entourage. Did you, did you I hear hate what Des team. Bryan said? On, I, I know Twitter. Des and Tio went off. Somebody was like, what's wrong with the Cowboys? Like, you want me to really answer? He's like, with the Cowboys, training camp doesn't have to training camp. It's the entire year. It's constant meetings that, meetings that don't mean anything, too much practicing, instead of focusing on how, how to attack the opponent is what he said. Matt, it's this easy. It's like it's like 1984 where you just practice for the... There's always war. You it's have war come out... Sake of war. It's, the, it's not even like the three straight losses. You have done the exact same thing for those three losses. Yeah. You have looked the exact same way. Like you're going into this meeting saying, just like you just mentioned, you know what? Everything's fine. We're not executing right. No. Whatever you're doing is wrong and you need to change it. But that's the thing, man. Think about it. I've been with Jason Garrett for a decade. He is the new Marvin Lewis, and I can't get rid of him. Yeah, he used to be hot. I am so done with this. And this week, do you know what Jerry Jones said about him? What did he say? Oh, I, Jason Garrett, if we were to release him, he'd be a hot commodity on the market. Who the hell wants Jason Garrett on their team? Give me one team. Uh, Washington Redskins. I don't even believe that. <laughs> I hate my team so much. It'd be much. cool if he coached like Colorado State or something. 
Yeah. He, he, wh- whatever. Either way, the other thing, too, is... I'm sorry. I'm going to keep going here. Yeah, keep it coming. Zeke. Fat Boy Zeke. It bothered me, and this is why I'm calling him Fat Boy Zeke still. Granted, he's getting over 100 yards. He's getting yards here and there. He looks like he's just getting four Why'd yards at a time. And, and the by the way, that the pass cool. catching has improved. That was, Al- that was Alvin Kamara-ish. The breakaway was ugly. The breakaway run that he had, I didn't like. And now it's because he looked like he was huffing and puffing after he got past 25 yards. Yeah. And that was weird because there was no breakaway. There was no chance for a touchdown. It was... <gasps> I was worried, and that was just because they easily caught up to him. He only got to the 50. Granted, it was a 30-yard run, but I didn't I didn't like that, man. I wanted more, and if that's Pollard, that's a touchdown. I just – I didn't like that at all, and this – the defensive side is disgusting. Demarcus Lawrence, give me back some money. Like, you can go screw yourself. I need some of that money back. I, Man, I got nothing for my team. <laughs> so, the – I think this is – Probably the best example of like a team that's talented. Let's give them the least amount of like production of their talent. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence has two and a half sacks, six quarterback hits, twenty-two pressures. Robert Quinn's been better than him though. I know, Robert and Quinn he was has suspended. Five sacks, six quarterback hits, and thirteen pressures in two games. He's he's suspended. He was suspended. Oh yeah, yeah, he was, he was suspended. Matt, thought, he was suspended, and he's had more than him. Yeah, that's an issue. What you, give me money back. And also, I'm done. Quinn's going up against left tackles, and Lawrence is getting the easier matchup on yes. the right side. And you're not getting, like what I told you last week about the Aaron Darnold thing of it being funny, of like triple teaming. Demarcus Lawrence isn't getting this. He is not getting that type of respect. You know why? Because everyone's like, you're not going to do anything. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, they haven't covered very well. Abuze is their best corner, and he got burned for a nice seven yard touchdown in that game. Joel God. Heath is still like. A deep middle safety, which is hilarious. He's a great backup. He gave up That's a, all he is. He's a great backup. He gave up a touchdown to Ryan Griffin, which means you have to retire whenever you do that. He's a great backup. Um, and they're injured. So, Brown Cobb didn't practice. Uh, Lael Collins didn't practice. Cooper didn't practice. Frederick didn't practice. Byron Jones didn't practice. Frederick was personal, Smith I think. didn't practice either. No, but Smith didn't practice. on the other side, Philadelphia, Nigel Bradham, Fletcher Cox, Jackson, Jernigan, Maddox, Peter, Sproles, all of them didn't practice. So the Eagles aren't like super healthy at all either. I think it's like it's an even match as far as, you know, attrition goes in this game. Um, and then this is like the game, like they have to rush the passer. Like Wentz has been very good this year. Andre Dillard starting. He was fine last week against Minnesota, but he's still a rookie left tackle. I think they have to get a lot of pressure. And then they have to throw the ball downfield and they haven't been doing that. Like really, every time I watched Dallas, I'm like, why aren't you throwing the ball downfield? What it worked the first three weeks, you threw the ball deep. But I just changed the last three weeks. They're not doing it. But I disagree with you. Matt, I'm sorry. What did I tell you about Dak Prescott? And this is what I argue about, and then I'm going to get to Philly. Don't you worry. But this is what I argued about with everybody. I've always said from the very start, I don't want the show. Romo gave me the show. And what, what I mean by that is I don't want the throwing the ball down the field every single play. It's the best way to move the ball. No, it's not. You gave me a line. You gave me. You just paid, in my opinion, the best running back in the league. He is ranked sixth in the league. Yeah, I'm not saying like to be the highest it, throwing team. But, you have to do it a little but bit. But, Matt, it's run first for me. And I always need it to be run first. But we have now switched it to your way, which is pass first. I don't. I've never thought that Dak Prescott is that. I just, I've I just, never stated that he is that. Even though I think he's the greatest thing next to sliced bread, I have never said he is that. 
He's not. Yeah. He's my game manager, but you're not allowing me to be a game manager. You're saying, well, hey, dude, you're, you're Patrick you're also, Mahomes. You're also falling down, too. You're falling behind. At that Packers game, you fall down 21-0. What else are you going to do? And by the way, I will say, I think we're... And they fell behind last week against the Jets. I don't know if we're leading they the league in two. drops, but we may be. Yeah, and I also want to know, because I need somebody to come out and tell me whose fault it is and who's the bigger moron, Dak or Gallup. Because somehow... Gallup dropped a lot of passes. Well, Gallup also... Uh, the interceptions have happened with Gallup each and every single well, that time. That was a slant where he just kind of stopped. But I don't know whose fault it is. Yeah. That's the issue. And it's both of them are doing it at least three times a game. So, well, sometimes that happens too where it's an option route where he's reading the defenders like, oh, he's doing this. So I'm not getting this ball. I'm supposed to go here. And they pull up. And that's how that happens sometimes too. I like The thing is the Eagles, they can't. Yeah, yeah let's jump they on have, that. They have problems stopping the deep passing. Well, their uh, secondary Darby, is so bad. Darby, Darby, they, they're not getting very much pass so rush. So bad. Brandon Graham's their best, their best pass rusher, but he doesn't have like sacks and everything else. Uh, it's been, it hasn't been that great. They have a great run defense. Their pass defense has been great. Darby's back this week. He's been one of the worst cornerbacks in football this year. Avanti Max is out. Dude, Kirk uh, Cousins Jaylen destroyed Mills is coming you. Back. And that was just all being Russell Douglas on the left sideline. Like play action, first and ten. It was the same thing eight, over and over guys again. Guys in the box, and Cousins even missed another sixty-yard touchdown pass in that game. Yeah, too. he just overthrew him by like a yard and a half about or two yards. yards. <laughs> you know what I like to give him the benefit of the doubt. Kirk Cousins had a game, man. He had we're a not, game. We're not getting pulled into this. Oh, <laughs> I watched it. I was watching that game. I'm like. Yeah, I'm not getting, it was a, it was the greatest thing though because at work, I'm not uh, Philly fans. Yeah, Taylor, how does it feel to lose to the Jets? You lost Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh yeah, it wasn't the Jets. You lost Kirk Cousins. I think Wentz, we were undefeated I mean, Wentz, against Kirk Cousins. Wentz played well that game too. Try bring back. Do you um, think that it is Wentz? Like, what do you think is the biggest issue here? Do you think it's just Philly's defense that secondary is just? I think they're running the ball too much and running is some bad. And I think it's been but, better than that with Howard. It's been playing more. But I think that's been the hardest thing with their offense. I just think that uh, Peterson gets a little bit too ahead of himself whenever it becomes of how many weapons he has, where he just wants to use them all, including all those running backs that he just got and stored away and wants to use every single one of them. It's too much. Calm down. It's okay. You're it's, gonna, like, it's like a Sunday with yeah, like, chocolate syrup, exactly. nuts, yeah, yeah. caramel, you get, cherries, <laughs> Gummy bears. It's like Michael M&Ms. Scott choosing his pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> we got cinnamon, white nut, coconut, yeah. chocolate, white I chocolate. Want it all. Uh, do you have it all? The works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can see that a little bit. I, the last thing I'm going to bring up in this game, too, the Cowboys are 29th in DV8 covering tight ends. They're allowing 63 yards a game to them. Zach Ertz, of course, is their tight end. I think a lot of yards. I think a lot of the Eagles' offense is tied to Ertz, you know. And, uh, and, you know, Carson really relies on this well, too. So that's the last thing I'm going to say for this game. So what's your pick for this one? All right. I'm never going to pick against Dallas my team. Dallas went 2-0 last year against them. It doesn't matter to me. I Two don't care. I games. hate this team right now. Dallas, 26. Philly, 24. So the Eagles are three-point underdogs. I'm still holding to it. And so, I don't know. This game's a coin flip to me. That's what I'm saying. I'm picking the points, so I'm going to go Philly. And I'm going to say Philly 23-20, 26-20. I hate this team, man. I don't know what I'm going to get. I hate Jerry Jones so much. Only because whenever you're telling me that you're not going to do anything about Garrett till the end of the season, if we were to lose to Philly and we're 3-4, and 0-4 against teams that actually matter, what are you doing then? 
you're you're just expecting it. So you're just going to throw away the entire season just because Garrett's the guy you love. Well, I'm going to hang out with him on weekends. I'm so tired of this team. <laughs> God. It's nepotism. Well, it's like even Kellen Moore. Oh, look at the Wonder Kid. The Wonder Kid sucks. Give me a new Wonder Kid. How do I trade in kids? You have Zach Taylor. I don't know who that is. The Bengals coach. Uh, that guy's... The 32-year-old from Sean McVay. God. Talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it seems like they're losing close games, but they're losing every game. Their linebackers are bad. They keep trying to run the ball. I mean, There's... can't. Um, so, to recap, the Texans are going to Indy. The Colts are one-point favorites. I have Houston 27-17. You have Houston 31-27. The Ravens are going to Seattle. The Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I have Seattle 30-26. You have Seattle... 33-28. The Saints are going to Chicago. The Bears are three-point favorites. I have New Orleans, 2016. You have Chicago, 16-12. The Eagles are going to Dallas. The Cowboys are three-point favorites. You have Dallas, 26-24. I have Philly, 23-20. Um, and real quick, we had a few viewer questions I want to get to. Go ahead. The first one's from at Steel Blue Times. Liam Mommy. Why do the masses refuse to acknowledge the beauty of Josh Allen? Are they afraid? You wrote this question. Cut it question. out. This is ridiculous. I just want to say this. You wrote this question. I really miss watching Josh Allen last You wrote week. this question. And they're playing the Dolphins this week. You wrote this question. I'm really excited to see like Josh Allen have... I just want to see him have like a 300-yard, five-touchdown game just to shut some people up. This was your bit. question. I'll pull up the tweet. <laughs> Go ahead. It's probably you. I want to see you have jo- a burner account. I just want to see Josh Allen have a 300-yard, five-touchdown game. I think this Good is his chance God. to do it. Um, the other question was from at Uproot Texan ninety nine. Is Deshaun Watson made of starlight and magic? I think so. No. Okay, we'll maybe go on the starlight thing, but the magic only belongs to the Houdini himself. Okay, so he's made of starlight. Yeah, he's made thing. of starlight. He's gotta be made of something. Okay. We gotta figure this out here. Maybe he's a he's definitely made of something. Maybe just, he's a supernova. Yeah, I like that. Maybe he's like yeah, like a galaxy. Yeah. I mean, did you see Ad Astro? No, I heard it's actually terrible. No, I heard it's really good. No, I've heard from two people. Are you saying my father doesn't know what he's talking about? Yeah, I'm saying that. Okay, so it's actually my father and then a dude at work who's obsessed with sci-fi. They both say the same thing. The movie's boring. Okay. They say the visuals are fine, but the movie's awful. I think I'm see it in two weeks. Yeah, you know what? I want you to tell me how awful it is. And the last question was from At Texans Thoughts. He said, Houston got gashed by the run last time they played. And that was when the run defense was a lot better this year. How can they stop the Colts' run defense this time? I want to bring this up during the preview, but I think the biggest thing is just tackling well. The Texans were six in missed tackles this year. They had trouble tackling against Kansas City. It's also just like staying in your gaps because Marlon Mack is going to look. He's going to dance. He's going to take time away. Uh, and also, like, J.J. Watt needs to play the run more this game. Instead of selling out so much for the pass, too. Yes, and no. And then it's JJ also, knows what he's doing. He's saving himself. Come he's, on. He's trying to rush the passer. He's saving himself, though. To rush the passer. But also to hold up the body. To rush the passer. He's still holding up the body. He needs to stop the run this game. <laughs> and last last year, too, he was locked down my brain twice against this uh, Colts front, too. If Mac has under 100 yards, you guys easily win. Yeah, they, I mean, I think even Mac is 120. They probably win, too. Oh, whoa. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I think it's just staying in your gaps, making sure DJ Reader ties up two blockers, and hopefully Cunningham McKinney can make some like spectacular plays even whenever the first level gets blocked because it's going to. The Colts have you know, the best offensive line, the third best offensive line. I don't know. I think... It's going to be fun. I'm excited for Sunday. Okay, if... 
the Houston. Okay, so if the Houston Texans were to lose this game, are you done? Are you going to come in here and be like, "See, I told you this team wasn't that good." No. See, you thought this team was good. I told you, Taylor, you're stupid. I'm gonna be like, "This is why." Are you going to then come back in with your Buffalo Bills T-shirt? I would just say like, "This is why I didn't open my heart up all the way," <laughs> and like I just you only like, opened up a, a window. I cut up like one corner of my chest, not the other corner, you make not me the other sick. half. That'd be it, you know. Like, see, we need to see a little bit more. But I'm excited for something. If I'm a Texans fan, I'm so much more positive than I am about a Cowboys fan. Do you know how much I hate my team? I understand. No. I feel bad for you. No, you don't. Nobody gets it. Everybody laughs at it. Do you, do you know how many text messages I get when the Cowboys lose? It's nuts. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Yeah. I hate I'm this. Sorry. Dude, I hate this game. Oh. I hate this game. This is going to be the most watched game of the season. I promise okay. you, ratings are going to be off the chart. This is it. Uh, the most watched game of the season happens Sunday night. Yeah. I don't even think it's going to be close. Uh, I guess real fast. We need to end the show. But yeah, what's your sorry. What's your NBA championship pick? NBA championship? What's your pick? Oh, so wait, from the West and the East? Yeah, yeah. So I got the San Antonio Spurs versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. And that's just because the 76ers, you know who they got on their team now? I think it's just going to matter. Wolford. Yep. I think I, that's uh, what it is. I have Clippers over Sixers. I don't think they're going to be healthy. That's my only issue. I think they're going to be a solid team. I think team. they'll be healthy in March. Paul George, Kawhi, one of them are going to be out. Yeah, oh, by the way, before we go, screw Kawhi Leonard, the traitor that he is, and I hope that only horrible... Oh, you know what? His sister already got accused of murder. Yeah, be nicer. <laughs> be nicer. All right, so that's our show for tonight. We'll be back on next Sunday or next Monday to talk about the Texans' 10-point win over the Indianapolis Colts. Until then, my name is Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Red Radio. Thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. Go Cowboys. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.